Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The GA Hour is sponsored by Paddy Power. Money back as a free bet on any championship match on live TV. If you're losing first goal scorer, bet gets a goal. I'm not finished yet. It took me a long time to get here. Both parents have, have spoken with each other and, uh, and they regret what happened. They've had a frank discussion with each other and they're, they're both of them are keen to, to now focus on getting back to their county jerseys. But these fellas will get such a f***ing shit shock next Saturday evening that we'll put them back in their so it was a weekend of the draws, um, Johnny Doyle. You were in Newbridge for one of the draws. This is the Newbridge Derby. This is the Celtic and Rangers of Newbridge. <laughs> <laughs> Rivalry-wise, I mean, uh, not uh, religion-wise or anything like that. But uh, yeah, a, a lot of people telling me this was a classic altogether. It was a last last kick of a ball, a sensational point. The sun was in his eyes, Barry Coffey, to, to draw it up. Yeah, and well, when you talk about Celtic and Rangers, you know, and, and without the religious, some would say around around Morfield or Sarsfield, it's, it's more important than religion. This game, <laughs> um, you know, Sarsfield's going for or Morfield going for three in a row. Sarsfield's the, the old rival. Um, trying three to stop in a row. Them. I was reading three in a row in Kildare hasn't been done in sixty-seven years. Yeah, that's an incredible yeah, stat. Huge stat. You know, when you think of some of the some of the great teams, the Clan teams, yeah, uh, some, some of the, the Sarsfields teams. You know, with Johnny Crofton and these guys, and the, that ninety-four team was was recognised. And you're looking through some of the, the players that played on that. Um, you know, massive players. Um, and 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 they they didn't manage it. So it's I suppose I remember coming um, coming out of our Port Leash after um, Moorfield won their first Leinster title, and I was talking to a Sarsis man, and I said, "God, this wants to sit well." You know, the first yeah. they, they had that one over over Sarsis, and he said, "Ah, yeah," but they never did the three in a row. So you knew what the three in a row meant to try stop to stop yeah. uh, Moorfield. So yeah, it, it had everything. Um, it was Sarsfields did it in the fifties, I think. Was it the last Sarsfields, time? It was yeah, done? yeah. Was that, did it in the fifties. Is right. Um, so so they have that that bragging right. It's it's a stat they don't mind throwing around when, <laughs> when Moorfield are talking about Leinster titles. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was a classic in in regards to you know it had everything. It two really really honest teams, 
um, going hard at it, um, you know, threw their bodies on the line, nothing, nothing dirty or anything like that, but just went hell for leather. I suppose maybe on the on the the, the football side, but it probably wasn't brilliant. Even More though it was, yeah, brilliant. yeah, exactly. And I suppose from an entertainment point of view, and you know, both teams feel that they've, you know, sometimes when a team there was very little in the bookies going into the game, and sometimes when when the team maybe steals a, or loses a lead by a point, and they say, oh, well, that's a chance gone. I don't think I think it's as evenly pies going into the next. It depends on 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 bodies and stuff like that. How how lads recover. Morefield probably would come away with a couple of injury concerns. You know, Roland Sweeney went off with a bad injury. Um, Mark Dempsey went off. That was um, through a collision. I was reading. It take a bit to put Roly off yeah, from a collision. No? Yeah, he did, and and uh, he looked in he looked in a lot of pain. And and um, who rattled him then? I'm not sure. He, he sort of got caught between two players, but it, it looked like the knee didn't whatever way he he. There was nothing dirty in it. I right. don't think. Um, but I saw the stretcher coming out, and I was I was on commentary in KFL, and I was thinking to myself. There'd be no stretcher taking Ronald Sweeney off here. He would not advertise that pain. And, and true to form, he sat in the dugout the far side and didn't leave. The, the, the game was over. But I was talking to him last night now, and he, he was in a good bit of pain. He, he was to get a, try to get a scan today. So hopefully, it's, right. it's not too serious. Um, so Barry so, Coffey had an interesting comment at the end of the game. He got the equalising score. So the the way this game went is Morfield led by two, three to three points, six points up, playing against the win. So it looked like you know they're the big team, and Kildare are going to run out easy winners. Sarsfields came back. Um, played well then ended up a point down Barry Coffey said I thought this was interesting I couldn't see a thing when I kicked the ball the sun was shining into my eyes I heard the cheering so I was happy enough now there's something about Newbridge where the sun is always blinding on that end into the town end end. I don't know why that is so he didn't really know where he was in relation to the goal no and I actually thought I actually thought especially with the reaction of uh, I think it could have been Alan Smith or not sure was was gone and it looked like it dropped wide and because um, the the Sar- the Sarsfields, um attacker just kept coming and he, it looked like he was trying to, to 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 grab the ball as such but it just dropped over the over the over the bar but it was a fantastic score and you right. know you know in 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 times like that you know you're just depending on instinct as well and you know I think sometimes teams are the coach the systems and sometimes can be overcoached and sometimes it takes a bit of magic yeah. and certainly if there was magic shown yesterday Barry Coffey had it in spades he kicked five from play he was he was fantastic yesterday for, heard, for a lad that struggled really you know with injuries he got a bad head injury and looked like he, he might never play again and uh, he was he was a class a class act yesterday Another draw was in Donegal and that was a come a, a similar pattern um, Glenty's had two shots late on that would have won it. Uh, Dermot Malloy with a, a horrific effort. He came on. Um, sure, he's in and around my age, I suppose. He came on for the last 50 minutes, or your age as well, John. <laughs> you have a few years on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I do. I do, actually. Yeah, I do. And uh, But he went for a, a... Look, maybe at that stage you just go for it. But it was a ter- terrible effort, and John O'Malley did as well. Glenty's could have won it. This was a horrifically boring game to watch. It was eight points all. Uh, kind of this risk-averse game. You know, neither... Neither team wanted to give the ball away. Neither of them wanted to kick it into their full forward line. It was just possession, recycling, afraid to shoot. All these kind of things. Glenties are a very limited team. Guidor, we know, are a good team. Yeah. Um, but you just don't... I don't know. I think Guidor went in... Kind of got sucked into a game that Glenties maybe wanted them to play, and it was it was just a very nervy game where neither team wanted to be ambitious. I thought now maybe the the the, the replay will be different, but it was interesting that. Uh, 
Glenty's took off their full forward um, McGuinness Charles McGuinness and Kieran Gallagher like number 40 and number 15 came off after 43 minutes they never kicked it into them the whole game yeah. it's the same old thing in GEA like they, these and Charles McGuinness was after scoring a lovely point from out around the 45 because he had to drift out to get on ball and they're just not getting ball and then they're the ones that get get that get sacrificed yeah. it's, it's just constantly going on but well, Glenty's genuinely you wonder about the standard of football in Donegal if they're getting final they don't they didn't have much yeah well I suppose there's a couple of things on, on the first point you'd wonder as you rightly state taken off you know they're in the full falling because they're scores and, and a low scoring game you get them right by, and you, you talk about the two lads, maybe that, and I, I'm not sure whether whether they're, you know, is a Dermot Malai, you know, we're talking about Barry Coffey, Kevin, like, if Barry Coffey kicked that wide, you say, well, look, he's the best man, he's a good finisher, yeah. he's in a good position, and you have to have a go. And then there's other lads maybe come in the field and you're thinking, yeah. oh my God, if you drop the lorry load of footballs, that lad's not going to kick yeah, it over. He went bar. off the outside of the you left know, from a Hail um, Mary And, and then taking two two inside forwards who are in there because they can finish, taking the two of them out with very limited supply ball when 10 points would have won that game. Yeah. You'd wonder what's, you do, what's, what way you're thinking. Even, you know? even with Guidor, Outside of Eamon McGee, no one looks for Cassidy. And Cassidy's a nightmare in there. Like, I mean, why did they underuse him cr- criminally? Yeah. Criminally. Now, maybe it was uh, who was Anthony Thompson was back on him and was marking him from the front. So when they looked up, maybe it wasn't that easy of a ball. But I saw a clip from the Armagh final. Jack Rugan gave an outside of the left pass across saw the Gavin McPartland for the yeah. goal. Like, but I mean, that's on a different level to what yeah. I saw in the Donegal final. No one was looking for those type of passes. Yeah, and, and we, all, we often criticise, you know, the, you know, whether it be the, the young lad or the old lad in the stand just saying, oh, I'll lure you in. But, do you know what, at times there's room for that. Yeah. Just Kerry put it did, in. Now, it didn't work for Kerry in the All-Earned final, but they actually went with that tactic. Absolutely. Get it in and see what Get happens. It in. And, and then it becomes 50-50 in a very, in a, in a very dangerous area. And, f- and full back lines... You know, they don't like that, especially when you have someone like, all right, he might win every ball clean, but he's going to put himself around Kevin Cassidy. He's, yeah. a, big, he's a big man. And all you want then is someone sweeping it up then and oh, nothing, you've, you've got to score or the ball's in the back of the net. Now, you know, you can't just lump every ball in. That's But against, against the run to play, that diagonal ball in there, it causes trouble. And it causes you, terrible You would wonder yeah. why, particularly when you have someone you know that it's going to go you know hammer and tongs for every ball in Kevin yeah. Cassidy and he'll know. throw it outside and then the, the runners in the half hour line know it's going in and they'll time the run off him and now we have a lovely kind of system now they're more of a running team but at the same time I think when you have him in there what's the point if you're not going to use him a bit more now maybe they were a bit flat yesterday I think Glenty's I think the county final result last year 17 to 17-1-7 is more of a reflection on those two teams but yeah. you know yesterday Glenty's just kept sticking in there and you have to give them credit for that I suppose but like I mean very 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 limited uh, team in, in my opinion Yeah and I think that's probably a reflection of Donegal football I know we, we had a young lad from um, from Donegal playing in the college Manute last year and you know we, we went up to play um, a league game and it was very defensive and like the poor poor lad was getting very little body it was just so many bodies there and I said to him afterwards you know I said, Jesse, Kane, you didn't get much supply there. He said, Ah, sure, that's, that's bread and butter for Donegal yeah. football. He was used to it, you know. Every yeah, time yeah. you were swarmed. And maybe that's a reflection of what happens in, in, uh, in Donegal. Yeah, maybe that happened in Clare as well because it was Kilmurray, Kilbricken, and Milltown. And that was 9 all. So I don't know much about what happened in that game other than the fact that I'm sure it was a similar, a similar thing. It was a draw in Galway too. This was a kind of a big, um, this was a big result for Toome. I actually tipped Toome to win last Thursday. I was kind of in, in grave form thinking they were going to win it. So what a tip that was. But uh, 
Yeah, Cara Finn were down, Kieran Fitzgerald and Dahi Burke, who didn't start, neither of them started. And Michal Lundy didn't start either. He came on at half time and they missed a penalty. You know, so when you add those few yeah. things, you're looking at Tum going, Jesus, lads, you had your chance. Um, you know, and like, I mean, it's hard to say that they didn't have their chance. Last year's final went to a, a replay as well. Mount Bellew, my luck, they drew seven all in a really defensive game with Currafin and then to beat them um, pretty well in the, se- in the the second day. So like, you'd, ima- you'd imagine that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah, and, and I suppose a bit a bit different maybe than the, than the Morfield Sartre's game. You would, and without, without, Seeing the game, right? You would be thinking that okay, you, you had your chance, and Cora Finn will, you know, have have a lot more room to or scope to to improve, um, and sometimes you would like it's getting that balance right again. You know, do you go out to try stop Cora Finn playing because we know when when you go play them in uh, fifteen on fifteen, you know, we've seen them so often in the past. They're fantastic, as good a, as good a club football uh, as you're likely to see. Yeah. So you, you can't go out and you know you have to set up some way to them, but then you have to go and try win the match as well, and and that's that's the balance, and that's where a lot of teams probably struggle. Yeah, you know, to just go out. Well, let's let's limit these, which is which is so important. But th- there is a point of time you just have to have a go yourself. You have to have a go. Yeah, we were like, I mean, it, it was in Tume's home ground. Tume are, are actually the market leaders in Galway. They've 25 titles to Curra Finn's 20. So, they, like, you know, traditionally they wouldn't um, fear. Their manager said after the game, it just shows Curra Finn are beatable, uh, but they are a very good team. So maybe they will take something uh, from that as well. But you'd imagine if Dottie Burke came on after 54 minutes and, like I said, Lundy came on um, at halftime. Gary Sice got the last three points for Curra Finn. One was a spectacular one from play. And then there were two down in injury time and he got two frees mm. um, Tune were complaining about the last free said that it was a collision that two players went for and it was he was saying it wasn't a free but that's the way uh, these things uh, work out maybe the referees kind of uh, drawing it up but yeah. the referee didn't do that in Derry because Mahara felt beat Glenn 12-11 I saw some footage of this going around Kier McFall kicked the equaliser about a second after the final whistle so if you can picture Kier McFall is in around a 21 um, a fella has a ball just running in past the 45 and he hand passes it to him and as the ball's in the air hand passing it to him the referee blows the final whistle Kier McFall uh, subsequently catches the ball and sticks it off the outside of his right and over the bar the referee was attacked after the game apparently and there was Stewart's attack like I mean for me I don't, you see the, Conan sent me that clip and Conan said to me that they had other chances to have sh- shot in that attack. You see, this is the way I look at it, Johnny. Years ago, the referee would always let that attack end yeah. befo- before he blows it up. But now attacks are taking three, four minutes and there's only one minute maybe of extra time. How long do you allow that attack be recycled over back? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, or, yeah. Now, and and, and that's, that's the big thing, you know. You would, like, you could understand, like, when I saw the clip, I was there, oh my God, why would you not let that finish out? But as you rightly point out, you don't know the, the sequence of events like that as you said that t- attack because we see it all the time keep possession yeah. recycle you know you could have it inside the 21 and then it, all and then it goes all the way back out to the middle yeah. of the field yeah. and, and, and the referee are, might have been getting sick of this you know well, so well, he, he, regardless of whether he, he, he got sick of it or not he still has to you know there's at least four minutes you know so he has a bit of discrepancy but if that at least four minutes goes to six or seven minutes like 
you know he has it, to blow it up then you yeah. nearly do now I can understand why I mean, if, if you were on that team and you would be very animated after the game his emotions are high and stuff like that but it's it's a very hard one to to, to make a judgment on when you, when you don't know the the lead up to it, um, and obviously Conan was was would be off air with that and and to see that you know what you had the chance you had to pull the trigger earlier on. And, Maybe that was it. You know. So yeah, I would be more on the line of the the build up was was lasting too long and it was gone over the yeah. extra time and at what point oh, what does the referee this, blow it up? What about this if we had a clock? Oh Imagine yeah, that, wouldn't that, that, that be that great? <laughs> we might we might mention that in part three because we're going to talk about Congress, um, Johnny. Well, see, you know, you know, the shot clock was passed at Congress years ago. It just hasn't been put in yet. All right. This is this has been okayed by Congress. Yeah, yeah. Just doesn't make sense why it hasn't. But um, the one thing, good thing, did come out of Maharafelt beating Glenn was Danny Heverin's interview. So he did a very emotional interview with BBC um, Northern Ireland. And he says, and I, just, I was just listening to this going, geez, I'd love to share a dressing room with Danny Heverin and hear, I'd say the hairs will be standing on the back of your neck listening to this fella talking the Friday night before the final or, you know, what it means to you and all these kind of things. He says, it's strange to, see th- it's strange to say this, but in 50, 60, 70 years time, when you're, burying our, when you're burying our friends, you'll always look back on this day. You sit around a wake house and you say, can you believe we won a championship in 2019? This is what it means to us boys. And then he was asked what he was thinking in the last few minutes when Glenn were a point down pushing on. He said, I was praying to Mammy that she would see it through as his kind of lips start shaking, you know, with emotion. And she's just looking at it going, that's just unbelievable stuff. And again, I just, I looked at it thinking, I have six county titles and I never acted like that after them. Yeah. And now Portlaoise went might have gone through eight years of not winning one when we won it in 99. So it was a bit of a drought for a big club. Yes. But it was never that. Portly, yeah. th- this is the emotion of 40, 50 year, maybe with Leash winning a Leinster you might have seen, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. I just, I couldn't relate. I've n- I never felt like that after winning a title with Port Leash. Yeah. I don't know, you probably did with Allenwood. I did, yeah, there was, because as I said, we we won one title. It was the first time and we'd been beaten in in two finals in the history. Before we were, that, yeah. yeah we, we were a relatively young club. The club wasn't started, wasn't formed until 56. So a lot of the founding members were there to see, to see the, the win a first championship. And, you know, they, I would have heard stories growing up, you know, when, when Alan Wood went to the county board to register as a team and a county chairman or, or, or vice chairman at the time said, ah, so it's, an, it's only another pub, pub team should have been right. on in a couple of years. Now, whether that happened or not, it was motivation. <laughs> and we thought that was, that was mentioned a week coming up to the, to the final, you know, right. Right. Says we're doing well for an old pub team, and that would have been the talk. So, I, I could understand, I could relate with that, and and um, I suppose it, it all depends on on you know, particularly a rural club. Maybe you know everything's involved around the club. See, these, it's very unusual. These are a town team, right? There you yeah, go. Yeah, which is yeah. unusual for a town it team is. to talk about community and talk yeah. the way he was talking. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But it was raw emotion, in fairness, raw to emotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know, it's it's everything that's good about the GA it as is. well. You know, on, it is. on one side you'd be feeling sorry for the the, the, the club that lost it by a point, but then you, you see what it means to the different. And I suppose everybody invests different things. Everybody, you know, you, you do have to realize that in every team you have every sort of character you know there's some lads that say I should go down and play a bit and sure if we win we win if we don't we don't and sure I'll go back to work tomorrow and some people actually take the game like that other people you know if it was getting in the way if work was getting in the way to find a new job and that's the way yeah, people yeah. are you know so but huge raw emotion there and you know you can imagine now some of the talk today when they're when they're having a few pints that just what they've achieved and you know you're 
you'd say fair play to them. That was fantastic stuff. So there's a big shock in Monaghan, Clontibret pretty much hammered Scottstown. They were leading the whole way in a row. Scottstown going for five in a row and they were in the Ulster final, lost it after extra time. So this was a big shock. Conor McManus scored four um, four from play. Um, no surprise there. Six in total. Um, so that was it. So, like, I mean, they were nine three up at half time. So that's that's a bit of a shock. I think Conor McManus had Vinnie Corey in beside him, who's a to say he's an all rounder would be an understatement uh, with Vinnie Corey. But interestingly, Clontibret's manager is John McEntee. So John McEntee now is going to manage Clontibret to play Cross McGlenn, who they're drawn against. Or you, know, you could write it in the stars, yeah. but um, it was interesting after the game. He was asked about that, and John says, "I'm not an emotional kind of guy," right. <laughs> <laughs> which is to put it mildly. You could add Tony into that one as well. I would imagine so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But and that's the way you, you have to be, you know, um, when when you're involved, in, and it's tough. I, I don't know. Like I, I would hate to be standing on the sideline, uh, plotting plotting Alan Woods' downfall. I, I just it's I don't definitely know weird. Yeah, it is. It's definitely yeah, weird. yeah. But I suppose you know after a while, no no different than, than the county when you're inside and you're playing and you're involved, you're in that bubble. And then when you step out, it becomes just a team. All right, you want to see them winning, but you're not emotionally involved in the team. You're not emo- two things. You're not emotionally involved in it, and you're a winner. You want to yeah. win, and I think your desire to win would override Absolutely. your emotion or your attachment to yeah. your own club I think you would yeah. I think you'd yeah. be like and, and, well that's the way you have to be you know yeah. because if you let sentiment get in the way um, you know you're, you're, you're in trouble because even whether it be sentiment towards your own team or, or certain players on your team or or the opposition you know you're here to do a job yeah. and, you know you I think it's easier as well if you go manage a team from another province and play in a, in a provincial t- club I couldn't see myself wanting a club in leash to beat Port Leash yeah. whereas I wouldn't mind a team from a, you know yes. if you were managing them I think it, that disconnect of, a, of another county team whereas I'm sure you wouldn't like to manage a team in Kildare to beat Alan no you wouldn't yeah, those rivalries are too yeah, strong yeah there's too, there's too much involved and there's too much history and everything that goes with it where as you say if you were if you were outside the county and it was just look at one of these things, you wouldn't be doing it every day. And that's it. You know, it's you're just not meeting chance. So, yeah, yeah. But uh, it'll make for interesting. It'll make for interesting stuff. And and uh, if he has to go back to to Cross Midland, and you know, if that game is is in Cross Midland, he'll he'll be he'll be walking out the door to, to go down to the pitch to try the the for the downfall of his own club. It won't be easy. On exactly, because Cross Midland won their forty fifth. Like I think Portlaoise might be in around thirty three or something. Yeah. Forty five is a huge number. Huge number. Aaron Kernan's won his sixteenth. Wow. Um, similar to last year, there were a goal down at half time and they scored an unanswered 1-9 after the break like they yeah. really are an incredible club an incredible team yeah. like you'd imagine Bally McNabb at half time are going lads we're doing really well yeah, stay keep doing going the doing. way we're going and we've heard those speeches 101 yeah. times yeah. Cross McGlenn probably got lashed out of it and they come out and score 1-9 and game's over and yeah. that's it so but like, some I mean, clubs I, whether, and it, I, it has to do with tradition and history even though if you were to analyse it in the black and white what a lad did 20 years ago shouldn't have any bearing but they just know how to win gives you confidence I feel it I've, you, I've, well you grew up in that environment and, and the expectations and you know it's not you know I would imagine you go into the, the national school in Cross Midland and they don't talk about playing with Cross Midland they talk about winning all Ireland and that's yeah. it, it's a bit like Kerry you know you ask a lad in Kildare he'd love to play with Kildare you ask a young lad in Kerry and he, he's talking about winning all Ireland he's playing with Kerry's not good enough yeah. it's winning all Ireland that's how you're judged and that's in the psyche you know and yeah. it's, you can see that it's in the, the, but it's the difference with tradition and I've often said here that Port Leash are two points down with five minutes to go I never think we won't win the game yeah. Leash are down by two points five minutes to go there was occasions when I thought we'd always win and there were a lot of occasions where I think here we go again. Yes. The here we go again never entered my head no. with Port Leash because yeah. 
we just that tradition yeah. if, yeah. if, 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 if you fight against thinking you're going to lose Absolutely. you just don't think you're going to lose and uh, it's massive but, and that's it and that's why there's there's, there's uh, professional people brought in to try change that's like yeah. you know like you took it for granted in Port Leash it just it wasn't an option and look there was matches I'm sure you know you were in that situation that you won and there was also matches in, in that situation you lost yeah. um, but that's where that's where and that's you know, like if you listen to the to the sports psychologist across any sports, they will say the, the peak performance is eighty percent, you know, above the neck, twenty percent below the neck, and we spend so many time. Like, look at all the time you spend in the gym. You're looking at, at fitness set plays, and if they reckon it's only twenty percent of performance. Who says is, this now? This well, is I, the, the, the Caroline Colleges. Oh, well, they're going to say that, I, right? I, yeah, but, but <laughs> it's seen across across I think different skill, sports. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I don't know about that. Stuff. But but, but even if even if it was only fifty fifty, yeah, um, we spend so little time on it. We take it for granted yeah. compared to. Like I say, you took it for granted in Port Lee. So, you know, there is probably something in it, in the, in the mindset. Yeah. Of, of I'm definitely not buying that stat though. Well, there Jesus. you go. That's, I, that's I'm, not going to, I'm not going to argue with it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never know. That's a that's that's someone looking for work. Yeah, well, maybe so. <laughs> maybe so. Maybe so. Ballantober won in Mayo. I won't spend too long on this. This wasn't on television either. It's their fifth uh, title in total. They won the first one in 2010. So they've won the most in the in this decade in in Mayo. And you always think Castle Bar have been the dominant team there. But Ballantubber, um, when it comes to winning county finals, definitely have been. In hurling, Johnny, don't get too scared here now. We'll <laughs> run through this uh, quickly enough. So St. Rhinas beat Burr. Um, St. Rhinas scored nine of the last 10 points. An incredible comeback. Uh, Burr looked like they were out the gate. They were 111 to seven points up after 12 minutes of the second half. And it took a footballer, Joe O'Connor, county footballer, to win it for St. Rhinas. So there you go. Um, he got the last point. So that's heartbreaking for Burr, who were looking to win the first one since 08. Yeah, it's a, it's a long layoff for Burr. You just associate, yeah. you know. I know Kilcormick um, Kalahi were there, were, were kingpins and um, for, for a good few years. And, you know, St. Ryan, it'd be interesting to see uh, how, how long they had to wait for. But, but they won it two years ago oh, to did beat Burr as well, yeah. Okay, yeah. so, but Burr seemed, look at, Burr were the, were the, I said, the kingpins when you had the wheelhands and, and um, these guys, you know, these guys are hard to replace. Um, yeah. But a big, big, big win for, for St. Rhinus. Yeah, it's a big, I'd almost say it's a big loss for Burr as well. It's a, it's a real killer for them. Emma Killy beat Glen Rovers. They've won three in a row. They're an area team. Yeah. Um, so their manager, Derek Barrett, They've only ever won five county titles. He played as a player in 97, 98 and now has been coached for the three in a row. So Derek Barrett can sit back and say, there's never been a county title won by a McKinley that I haven't had a big part in, which is a, is, is a fair old uh, record for him. But I was reading, there's a lot, they're a divisional team. So they've, they're made up of junior and intermediate clubs all around Cork, around an area of Cork. Yeah. But there's a lot of them complaining at the moment. They're very, very strong, you yes. know. And then, like I'm reading, like there's lots of divisions divisional teams in Cork but none of them are able to organise themselves because there's challenges involved with having Absolutely. an area team where do you train yeah. How and, and can you train as a group while the, the junior and intermediate teams are in their ch- respective yeah, championships there's a lot tough. of challenges there involved is. as well so there like is. I mean and they and deserve a lot of credit for having the organisation and Derek Barrett deserves a lot of credit because it's almost like a college team do you yeah. know what I mean how yeah, do you get them together yeah, and, and how much access and, and then like the, is there a, well we've We've only five from this club, and we don't even have one representative. So why are we investing this time? Huge politics involved Absolutely. too. Imagine the politics in your own club. Never oh, mind an area. T- <laughs> huge, huge. But you know, I suppose the other side of it is, you know, and you see it um, very much in Kerry, um, where they're able to. And I think it makes for a better, I suppose, 
a better club championship. I, I could say bar six teams in Kildare and that's at a push, maybe seven, you know, are capable of winning the senior championship. And that's been kind. Yeah. And we've we've a lot more teams in it. Would, would you be better division teams? And all of a sudden then you have teams playing at a, at a higher standard. You're talking Does about it, amalgamations yeah, maybe. Yeah, well area teams. Could yeah, you yeah. have a team, you know, I think it would make for a better championship. And plus I would think it would push the Moorfield players, the Sarsfields, you know, yeah, yeah. and I think it would help Kildare football overall. Well, they do it in Leash Hurling, and um, we'll talk to Ross King in part two. So he plays with Rhett Downey Earl, yeah. and they beat Boris Kilcotton in the final, and Boris Kilcotton beat Clock Balakala in the semi-final, and it's full of, uh, the, there's only, I think there's only eight, or maybe 12 senior teams now, where there used to be more, because they're all amalgamating and joining up, and now they're a match for Camros and they're a match for the, the you know, the, yeah. the bigger. Yeah, and, and does it make it for a better oh, it's a much championship? Better championship. Yeah. yeah, and, and it probably better. helps. It probably brings lads playing at a standard. You, you know, if you have a, a, a lad, a really strong, maybe junior hurler, and all of a sudden he's playing senior championship, he's got to improve. And in turn, I would, I would, I would say it, it adds the leash. Yeah, leash but you see, you, the, these right down the Earl are two weaker senior teams okay. to join together right. that's different than an area team which yes. is just made up of junior and intermediate okay. players do you know what I mean yeah, Cork yeah. and Kerry do it differently yeah, they're, they're not amalgamating clubs if, they, if, if one of the, the junior teams in that area team makes it up to senior they can no longer yes, play in that area you I know what I mean in that yeah, area yeah, team that's yeah. my understanding of it okay. anyways but it can yeah. be a little bit um, yeah. I think it's very similar to the Kerry, the Kerry way of doing it but the great thing about those area teams is it gives junior players a chance of playing senior, senior yeah. you know, and yeah. like Seamus Harnady is the captain of Immokilly and he wouldn't even be playing senior hurling if it wasn't yeah. for this area team. Yeah. So like, I mean, that's, that's kind of a, a big thing as well. In Carlow, uh, St. Mullins shocked Mount, Mount Leinster Rangers 217 to 119 and that's after being a man down for most of the game. Uh, Marty Cavan is no surprise. He scored 10 points, five from play, um, got man of the match in that. In Dublin then, just to finish off, Con O'Callaghan scored an early goal. Um, Kula beat St. Bridget's, but it was close enough um, for a while. But this, I saw the clip of this on uh, the GA.ie Twitter account, and this was a terrible tackle from Alan Nolan. So Con got a ball out in front and a lovely turn on the narrow side. You know, they're, they're my favourite turns. They're the, tar- the way the defender's not expecting you yeah. to go back on yourself. And Con's excellent at doing that. The easiest thing is to kind of get it and continue on around on your stronger side. But he came in, brilliant finish, kept going. And Nolan came out to close it down, but followed through with his feet and his hurl and took Con out badly now, I thought. Yeah, I, 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 saw, it, I saw it myself. And, um, you know, it was a brilliant finish by Con O'Callaghan, in fairness to him. Um, like I'm sure Alan Nolan would would protest all day. Look, at he had to cover the ball, but he certainly, to me, it looked like he, he he led with the feet, and it was probably a bit unclear. But definitely the hurl didn't the hurl travel forward anyway, and he looked in pain. Forward, the hurl batted down, and the feet came out. Like I mean, yeah, he he wasn't missing him. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> that's the yeah, way I look at it. Yeah. He was leaving something on Con, and Con I think got a bad dead leg and had to go off the field. Yeah, so. and he, he looked in a lot of pain, and I you know you, you would have seen that a, a good bit looking back at. at you know the the golden years or some of these uh, GA gold where you know you pick, think of Martin Furlong and these guys. If the ball came in and next thing Martin wasn't getting near the ball, but he was clearing somebody. You know, and yeah. that's what it looked like. He was going to, as you say, going to leave something on him, um, and and it forced him out of the game, which 
which is a big loss to Kula. That's the thing. William Maher, who's Kula's manager now, he said he had struck the ball, he was in mid-air and he was taken out. There's something about the likes of Conor Callaghan, who we know is a pure gent and he's pure, absolutely brilliant in both Gaelic football and hurling. I feel a little bit protective about him. When I saw that, it's like, hey, there's no need for that. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> almost yeah. like he's doing it to somebody that you know or something know, like that. I don't I know. know. Yeah, well, well, it's something, we like at the end of the day, you want to see Conor Callaghan deliver the performances you know he's he's a fantastic jewel star and there's not too many of them left um, and he, he's you know you want to see him on the biggest stage producing what, what that's what people pay in to see that's what you know there's young lads going just to look at Conor Callan playing hurling yesterday and, and all of a sudden he's gone, he, he's gone. Yeah. alright ok great stuff Johnny we're, we're going to leave you with that Danny Heverin um, interview this is thanks to BBC Northern Ireland um, and we'll talk to Ross King after that Fellas follow me, and not just carplets. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, it happens. It happens, yeah. and, and it does happen. Yeah. But I'll tell you one thing: it's a lonely spot, and the best thing you can do is keep moving. And I thought Connolly yeah. looked to be trying to do yeah. that the last yeah. time. The camera show doesn't look great. Yeah, there was um, maybe if they could say it was theatrical or whatever. But like the reality is that there was contact, and um, I wasn't trying to win a penalty. I was trying to go out and win the ball. You know, actually, it's funny. Your man Conan, what's his name on, on your program, like? I, I was wondering if he had the same match as me. He was kind of making out Terry, but unlucky to lose. Like, let's go. 10 It's strange to say this, it is. But in 50, 60, 70 years' time, when you're burying your friends, you'll always look back on this day. This is a day when you look back and you'll sit around a warehouse and say, can you believe we won a championship in 2019? And this is what it means to us, boys. We've seen the build-up all week, because last couple of weeks to actually get your hands on the championship. If you were to explain to someone that just doesn't quite get it, Danny, how would you do it? Tommy, to be totally honest with you, you could explain that as well as I could, Tommy. We don't know. We're a family. Every community's a family. This just is something special. And... My personal issues, everybody has a personal issue, and thankfully we have done it for them people today. To lift that trophy and see that red and white in front of you, what does that mean, Danny? Look, you look up the people like Jerry Lachlan and stuff, and you, you think, maybe, will you ever? And I thought I would never. And it means absolutely everyone comes. And that's all I can say, absolutely everyone. The game, at the end, one point. What was going through your mind in the last couple of minutes? I was praying to Mama that she would see it through. Something was up. So we're at Downey Earler back on top in leash hurling and Ross King joins us on the line now. Congratulations, Ross. Thanks very much, Willie. Where are the celebrations today, Rat Downey or Earl? They're a bit of both and you're welcome to join us. There's a, <laughs> a tab there with your name on it there trying to pick it up. But um, starting in Rat Downey again, yeah, we had a good old night last night and any late soldiers went out to Ireland just kind of fired it and night ends up all right. but, um, it's easier it's easier it's easier getting a lock in in Ireland is that what you're telling me <laughs> that is exactly <laughs> it like, you said it though I didn't hang <laughs> so come here what a difference a year makes then Ross because this time last year you were sucking your food through a straw and this time you're sipping on pints after winning the title 
<laughs> I'm not so complaining too much wrong. It's not too bad <laughs> sound, that's what I think. But uh crazy, crazy especially the year though, Travis, especially two months. I think it's all done in literally five, six months. I went back hurling and it's very <laughs> you couldn't write it, to be honest. It's it, there's lads that can hurl for fifteen years and not that sort of success with club and county and I got them five months and um, just very very grateful. It's kinda Nice to be able to reflect on it now because the year is nearly done done in one respect. We're still in Leinster, but it's nice to have a look back and say we've done this, that and the other and we've achieved what we wanted. And um it's just a special thing, especially being involved with special group with the boys, Travis. There's a lot of um legends in the club that drove us on for years. We have six lads with six medals now with thirty there was a photo went into the WhatsApp group there after the match. Six of us followers have 36 medals. I know the four these lads are 10 and 12, but <laughs> the hurling, was hard. they were very hard one and they're a bit of stalwarts in the club, so um, very special to be involved with them and they're still driving us. So, um, great day, unbelievable. It was a scrappy final, was it, um, Ross? It never really it never really got going. A little bit maybe even like your semi final. Very, probably a poor from a spectator point of view. I think uh, maybe 15 or 18 minutes gone in the clock. I looked up and I looked at the scoreboard. I think it was three points to one to them. I think it was. And it was very poor. I got blocked down a few times, and the same with our backs were blocking a lot of their shots. It was just a. Uh, the end of October now. The fields are heavy. It's winter hurling. It's not going to be free flowing. It's not going to be nice hurling to watch. It's kind of more of a battle. And uh, that was really what it was. It was heading on. We were getting blocked around and. and uh, She's got embarrassed and forward getting blocked up the other side. So it wasn't a free flowing game, but um, as you know, it's just there. Once you win, you don't really care. In 10 years' time, our name will be just inscribed in the cup, and no one will remember exactly what happened in the game only that we won. No, no, exactly. Sure, that's the, that's the way it works. Was there nerves before it? Because he, he obviously hadn't won it since 14. It doesn't seem that long, but you had lost two finals since then. And, you know, you on paper, you're one of the, look, arguably the strongest team in leash, you know. And was it get on your, playing on your minds a little bit that you had to win this one? Yeah, I'd say nerves wouldn't be the right word to use. Maybe there's a sense of underachievement, to be honest. And I, I would have felt it myself personally. And I know a couple of lads, Paddy personally. Jack Kelly, Mark having a like, <clears throat> working in the hurling maybe five, six, seven, eight years as seniors, and you know we're, we're always here how talented a uh, group of players we are on paper, but we're not really we're not producing it in the big days. We've only won that's my third medal. I've lost two, I've won three. We did look, it's fantastic, but we really should be capitalising on the squad of squad of players that we have. So we weren't too nervous, but. Underachievement, and it's it's nearly as it's nearly scary to think that you're not going to exploit a bit of a a group of players that we have. We want to explain it, but that's the biggest thing. It's nearly a sense of underachievement for the last twelve months or twenty four months in the last few years. Like we're we're just not explaining what we have, and that was the biggest feeling going into it. To be honest, yeah, exactly. Everybody saw your goal in the semi final to win it, so that must have felt. Uh, very good to put it mildly after what happened obviously with Camaros yeah. the, uh, the year before yeah. what, what were you like after the yeah. game like that you did, you wouldn't have rubbed it in that wouldn't be in your nature but I'm sure you were you were, you were were walking around with your head held high after it yeah it's probably walked around 10 feet tall I'm sure head off the, the door frame coming into the house at home but um, no, it was special I probably never scored really better quality goal 
and a more important goal in my life. It was probably, I wouldn't be a religious fella at all, but I nearly started praying to the Lord during the week there just to get another one this week. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was. Look, it was, so, it was really, really special. If, if there is a Lord up there, I think I've I seen something happen two weeks ago that I didn't, you know, it was just a little bit special to, to do. But yeah, it was unreal. It was a great two weeks between just kind of getting a little bit of retribution on cameras last year. Not... Not, not in a malice way, it's just for ourselves it was important to kind of get over that. We don't want to be thinking about it, but we kind of, for ourselves, it's a great satisfaction to get over them. Um, they're a serious, a serious outfit as well, like they're a serious hurling team, so it was important to get them get them along our journey. If we were winning a cup, it, would have, it was important to kind of get our, our um, kind of revenge, I suppose you could say, just to, just to get over cameras and then bring on the final, whoever it was, and Kikotten Burr. They're serious players as well. They have a lot of inter-county players as well. I think they have five or six, and a lot of their players would have played over the years with the county, so they're a serious side as well. So we kind of won it. We won it a hard way there with two teams we bet in the semi and the final. Yeah, and it's it's a great championship now since all the teams have started amalgamating, um, isn't it, Ross? Like, what's what's your thoughts on him? Obviously, you're amalgamated with Rat Downey and Earl now. Is it the last sixteen years that you've won six in in fifteen years, maybe since since he joined up? How how has the amalgamate? You probably know nothing, obviously, other than amalgamation since you joined senior. Yeah, I don't. When I was when I was under ten, I suppose when kind of started out hurling, it was Rat Downey Earl, so. I know no different. I had a brother four years older than me. He would have hurled it down on their own, and they were they were just a little bit poor. They would have been able to get quarterfinals, semifinals, and get that. And um, that was that was the run of it. And that would have been what our Rathdowney senior team was for years. It was kind of quarterfinals, semifinals, if they're lucky, but never really push on any further. And um, it was always said we needed a couple of extra hurlers, and Earl was obviously. We're so lucky to have Earl right beside us and we're, we're on the one and we joined up in 2005 and we've been unbelievably successful since and um, just so happy. We're, we're, we're just actually blessed that even when I'm talking, saying it out loud, I realise how blessed we are to be at one club and, and one people and um, long may continue because the success is, is on the field to be seen. Yeah. How does it work with training and stuff with their pitch and your pitch? Well, I shouldn't say they and your pitch anymore because, like, I mean, it, you know, it's, it's, it's seen as one, it's one club now but with two separate grounds. Yeah. Well, every year for the last maybe 15 years or whatever when they joined up it was kind of alternating week to week with Downey and Earl and so we have a lot of between under whatever six is the seniors and Junior A, B, C, and the intermediate. We had with five senior clubs teams for a few years as well, and then we had a Crawley club as well. So we kind of needed the two pitches because there's so much, there's such so much football on the two pitches. But right. no, we're actually blessed. We have two great surfaces and um, two good pitches. We have a gym and Earl. We we're getting um, down is being upgraded a little bit there. We they got a bit of extra land, and they're making one pitch to two at the moment. So. Next year, hopefully, we'll have um, two full-time pitches with possibly a bit of floodlight or light and floodlight on it as well. So that's where we're heading for, please, God. Right, OK. And are there, are there challenges then to amalgamations? Because obviously there's politics to have to contend with in one club. I know I know all about them, but never mind bringing another club then into the mix. So you've got the politics of your own club and then you have the politics with another club and trying to make it all run smoothly. Yeah, I suppose when, when it happened, I was young, we were all young, I suppose, but 
I would have heard Gorber, not Gorber, there's a lot of, you know, you know, say the older fellas would have the politics and be strong willed. And there was objection to it, to be honest, on both sides. And, you know, some people fell out with, with lads in um, either side of the club as a result of it. And look, there was bitterness there with maybe one or two percent of the population. Like, you have to look at the bigger picture, there's 98 or 99 percent of people absolutely blessed. We're just delighted to be to be one one club and one people now, so none of that matters. And once you see a little bit of success as well, it just you know, and it, 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 bitterness just goes to the side, and success always wins. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's no easier way to win them over than to be winning county county titles. So everybody's on, pulling in the same direction now, even if there was only a small few back then. Yeah, look, even one of who fellas wouldn't have went to games for years as a result of the imagination and wouldn't have followed us or whatever. But I, I even seen them, we were beeping yesterday evening and one or two guys were, uh, were fist-pumping out the window and stuff outside the house at us and stuff. So it's delighted, delighted to see us. So sport does that as well, I suppose. It brings out people, brings the best out in people and, you know, it cuts out the politics a little bit. Just seeing a bit of success and seeing young people kind of delighted and seeing old people delighted. Sport does that to areas and, and, and places. And you've seen that over the years. Once you win something, you know, it's very special to, to go home with and your local people are proud of you and you're proud of your local people. So it's a special thing. Yeah, you must be sick of bringing cups around to schools now at this stage then with the... <laughs> <laughs> the Joe McDonough Cup yeah. got a good got a good uh, tour as well and that was obviously the right thing to do. It's not like we win much in hurling, you know, too often that to to bring a cup around to the school, an inter-county cup must have been a nice feeling. Yeah, I tell you, it's unbelievable. Like, I never thought I'd be able to bring a cup with leash to... to schools and it is special we have to we're kind of milking it alright but you kind of have to milk it as well nearly every week on the WhatsApp group there's someone looking for a cup to go somewhere else and uh, Scott, I actually have it in my house at the moment and there's a the top of the cup it's not supposed to be an open cup it's closed at the top and it's kind of slightly welded all the way around but Every time they can hurry the whole gets the cup wants to pull at the top of it. It's very, very close. Jeez, I'd say a spark would nearly knock it off now at this stage. So <laughs> I think I have to bring it to Jury Rounds and get it fixed up there sometime of the week. But um no, it's unreal. I was in Culhill School last week. We actually brought it to Rathdown in other schools maybe a couple of weeks ago. And when we were bringing the Joe McDonald around, we were saying hopefully we'll be back at Bob O'Keefe. So we were all left on this morning as well. So we're kind of you know, we're doing really greedy this day. We're going in every couple of weeks with, with cups. So long may continue, you could say, but um, delighted. Yeah, it was unbelievable. It's unbelievable to go in with a jersey or a leash at top on your holding a cup. Special thing to do because, you know, it's so hard to be won, especially with the county grades and fighting for years to do it. So just delighted to show um, show something off for him, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. And look, you obviously mentioned what a great year it has been with leash. Um, winning at the Dublin game I'll never forget that that was incredible and then obviously you went and gave Tip a great game who won the All-Ireland so like I mean uh, I suppose building on this year is the big thing for Leash Hurling now and Cheddar mentions here in the show six, five, six lads that, that should have been on the squad this year any sign of lads committing next year or uh, have you been on a recruitment drive as players some of you as well as Eddie? Yeah um I'd always be asking, like, to see even now the birds and cotton boys. Actually, I've missed all from one of them there. That was what was going on, on in the background there, one, one of the questions asked me. 
But um, I'll be asking one or two of them there, all right, to be, will they consider coming in? Because, to be honest with you, whether after losing um, two lads anyway, Tad Oyer and Ben Conroy are gone traveling for the year. And Ben was probably one of our best hurlers in 2018. And then he done his cruise to the end of 2018. So he missed it all in 2019. And Sir Tad Oyer, a little bit of a cult hero in there, I was honest. And he's yeah. a big leader for us. So, no, we, we, need to, we need to be bringing in two really good lads likes of a Joe Campion or someone as well that's who I'll be, I'll be in his ear this season though trying to get him in but um, yeah we really look I, I, I actually know nothing I, you know the way when you're in with the club the county WhatsApp is going and they're back doing bits of weight and stuff there at the moment but you're so kind of consumed with the club at the moment you're not even tuned into the county but it's always in the back of your head alright and you're kind of hoping a couple of lads will commit that don't have to be committing in the last few years just to add that little bit because as I said with the two lads going um, I don't know if that any other outgoings but uh, you know that's they're serious losses too because our county we can't really afford to lose them players like that and um, it's as simple as that to be honest no, definitely not. You saw the Leinster Championship draw anyways. Like, I mean, I don't know what, like, there's such good teams in it that you don't know whether it's a good draw with the teams you have at home or you would have preferred maybe Dublin at home. But Kilkenny away anyway is probably the big one that stands out. Trip to Nolan Park with a big crowd. Or what way would you look at it? Yeah, I think we've done it first and then we had Kilkenny away. So, yeah, it's amazing. Literally, this is the first thought I nearly put to it, to be honest. I've I seen it, but as I said, I was so consumed, I'm so consumed with the club for the last kind of month to six weeks that I haven't really put much thought or, or focus into it. It's always in the back of your mind. But going, we played, a, my only time to play in Nolan Park was we played a practice match amongst ourselves there this year. Eddie Rott was on a bit of a training week in Water. played a match in Kilkenny in Nolan Park on the Sunday morning, but uh. It was unreal, and you can see, you can see the feel the tradition in the stadium, in the dressing rooms, just pure hurling, heart of hurling. So, you know, it'd be special to go in there wearing a leash jersey and taking on the, one of the best scenes ever, I suppose. Um, bring them on, like, sure, look, we're saying it for years, that's the games you want to be playing in, and that was there for us, so it's up to us to kind of see where we can take it, and hopefully, I believe we will take these scalps that we talk about, I believe we will do it. Um, it's only a matter of time before the door is going to fall down, but we've seen a little bit of success this year with Dublin, and I, I think it's going to happen again in 2020. It's just a matter of belief, really, and lads keep buying into Eddie and what the lads are telling us because they're winners. They're just a winner mentality, and it's, it just runs through them, and it kind of it's starting to seep, seep maybe to us horses or something through them to us, and um, we've been a little bit of fruit this year, so please God in 2020. We'll, we'll get another few wins. Yeah, fingers crossed, definitely. So I'll leave, I'll leave you go here and in, uh, enjoy the day. I presume Leinster Club is fairly high up on your on your radar this year. Like, I mean, you, it was the last year you were in it, you drew or beaten after extra time with Kilmacoke Crokes, who were a solid team. So, like, I mean, you have a chance of making some sort of a, a mark on that. Yeah, we'd be really hopeful. We'd be really hopeful to win... win win the first game anyway I don't know what the second game is we have off the at home there's still time at home in two weeks so look we're representing Leash now and to be honest with you Leash have Leash club winners in Hurling have a very poor record I'd say in the last 10 years I think maybe two teams you could, you could find out yourself but I think only one or two teams have actually won one game in yeah. this that's not good enough for a county that are trying to actually 
achieve and push on and progress. So we're the way we're looking at it now is we're representing our county and our home people. So we really want to be we want to we just want to bring a huge performance and hope kind of we kind of hope we get a bit of a mutual crowd. I suppose mutually clubs in to support us on the day. We'll do our best for our county to win, and look, please God, we'll do it, and we can drive forward because it's important that our clubs are seen to do well in Leinster as well because it's just not good enough to kind of see teams win and leash and go on and lose the first round of Leinster every year. It's just not good enough. Footballers like Portlaoise has done very well in the last decade, I suppose. I know you might say slightly under two, but you've always been there and there about knocking on the door of a Leinster Championship, which is unbelievable. And even as a hurling club down down South Leash, we'd be proud to see a Leash footballer club do really well in to represent our county in the Leinster. So we're kind of thinking the very same from a hurling perspective. We have to represent the whole county going forward because that's what it is, really. Yeah, exactly. Great stuff. Hope you can uh, represent us and get uh, go the whole way. And Ross, thanks very much. I won't keep up any more of your time on the day after winning the county final. Thanks a lot for taking the call. Thanks, Woody. Bring the wallet over to Steve and now I hear you're, you're a good man to forget it. <laughs> okay, I'll see you later, so good luck. Rise and shine, winter's gone and summer's fine. Wake up, wake up, wake up, rise and shine. All right, so we're replacing Paddy Power Performance of the Weekend. We're going to give that to David Clifford. Um, we're going to talk about Congress um, here in part three. It's usually Paddy Power performance the weekend, but did you see David Clifford's dummy solo goal? Did or yeah, not? Yeah, it was it was class and tasty. Dummy, I've done yeah. that in training, but I've yeah. never done it in a match. <laughs> I've never it would never come. I remember doing it in training where you're messing and I know. Yeah, but he yeah. opened up his body and then dummy soloed it back and then yeah. stuck it into stuck the bottom in corner the net, with a right yeah. with his other foot. Yeah, well, I've I've often tried to do it. I'm, st- I'm st- it's took off the top of my toe and next thing the defender left me in a heap and gone out with the ball <laughs> and you look very silly. Um, but yeah, he he did. Top performance and and um, you know I think once he won't finish at one six and you know you see him he's just like he looks like a man among boys at times that especially is. at that level like yeah, he was solo level. on left solo on right he didn't know which side he was going to kick it and just our not and you think everything's we have him here now and he just kicks it over it's the too easy when it's, you yeah. see when you see how he can influence an all Ireland final at his age yeah. Club level is too easy for yeah. him, and, and he makes le- it look too easy. In five years' time, intercounty level will just be too easy for him as well. It yeah. will, like I mean, yeah. when he actually gets experience and proper confidence and, and proper, and he's going to get, you know, like he's strong lad as it is, but he's going to yeah. naturally get stronger with age as well. You can imagine him in his prime at twenty six or twenty seven. It's yeah, scary, scary. Well, yeah. If he can stay fit, fingers crossed, he can. So we can all enjoy, enjoy him. Um, yeah, Congress. So the big, the big talking points out of Congress, Johnny, are the sin bin was voted true. Um, by a landslide, 73.8%. Um, I think a little um, subtext of that is the number of subs allowed will be reduced from six to five. So that's the that's football will be the same as hurling then. So must have, obviously, the black card substitution will be gone. But that's irrelevant. It's just down from six to five. I, I didn't even know that was going to be, that was going to be decided. But the sin bin uh, voted true. We obviously have the... The issue with potential time wasting in the 10 minutes, we said last Thursday that could be fixed with a shot clock, you know, so Sinbin, haven't heard too many people giving out about this. 
Yeah, well, look, I suppose it's it's again, it's it's easy look after the sin bin in Crow Park, all in a semi final, you know. But I suppose it's we're giving the referee more things to be doing, you know, and and that's where it it could be could cause problems. He's he's trying to like he, John Dyle has gone to the sin bin in the ninth minute. Oh, Jenny, he's now twenty one. They're roaring at you, you know. And there's so much going yeah. on. Um, He'll start his watch, but I'd say the, the sideline would be well on top of him if he's gone a second. Oh, over absolutely, the, over yeah. The 10 minutes. Yeah, it, it's just it's it's more putting more pressure on on officials. It, you know, it does do that. But yeah. what it does do, being down to fourteen men, is a much bigger deterrent than a man going off and being replaced I so agree, yeah. for what it's for and I don't think we see as many black cards as we used to either like no. I think referees are, are not giving them out it's not the same controversy around I the don't think so yeah I know look at it there is there is merit in it um, but it, it, it's been tried before I remember I remember down in Port Leash it was a Burn Cup early where myself and Paul MacDonald um, ended up in in the sin bin for what I'm not sure but um, so it was there before we have tried it What's going to be different instead of yeah? It's it's one that it's going to take a little bit of time. I don't think it's a it's a massive one. Um, as you say, it's probably more of a deterrent. Like you know, maybe if you were saying a couple of minutes to go, pull a lad down. Sure, it doesn't matter. It's the right thing to do. And all of a sudden, then you're down to forty minutes. It, it, it's a, probably a bigger deterrent. It's bigger deterrent yeah. in the last ten minutes, which is, a, which is a big one because the other the other one wasn't any no, deterrent in no, the last you, ten minutes. You'd actually be telling lad, why be, didn't you pull yeah, it down? You'd you be know? doing it. The advance mark then uh, that got through with sixty eight point nine percent, a pretty uh, a big win as well. Um, what's your thoughts on this? Because I'm, I'm this whether people want to believe me or not, this is my idea. I was going on about this about five years ago on a show I did on Satanta. Um, I like to brag about it, Johnny, that yeah. the advance mark is is, is actually sure the check is in the post. <laughs> I haven't seen anybody come up with it before me. But anyways, my idea of the advance mark was inside the 21. Mm. So I was going to add a bit of theatre to it. The long ball, the catch. Um, it was potentially making teams push out on the kicker. It was back when defensive systems were really, really, you know, extreme. Yes. And that if a, an attacker caught it inside the 21 with a good ball that he couldn't be surrounded and dispossessed that yeah. he'd get a reward for catching it inside the 45 I'm not as big a fan of it mm. and moving it from 5 seconds to take it to 15 seconds I'm not as big a fan of it yeah. now in the league last year we saw very little people claiming marks from the 21 out to the 45 so I'm not really sure what to think of it. I would hate for Gaelic football to get to the point where a fella's marking it just inside the 45 and getting a free shot at goals. Yeah. I would hate that. Yeah, but that's going to happen, you know. And and then is it going to be very stop-starty? That's that's my um, my worry for. Yeah, I I do get the thing, and I would have said even with the 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 mark as we known it, you know, even though it hasn't made a huge a huge difference in the game, but. This thing of, you know... It did add a bit to last year's I league. Oh, it probably did, yeah. in fairness. But I suppose you're looking at... I suppose, to me, one of the best feelers was, was Dermot Early. And he go to the, and we're happy to let him go to the clouds. Brilliant catch, come down and just swarm him and take it off him. So, you know, there is merit from that. I just wonder, is it going to be very st- stop-start? It's going to be time-waste and you get 15 seconds to... to, to yeah, you see, I hate that. I thought the five seconds was perfect because it's not meant to be like a free kick. The last thing I want to do is see people going through a little mini routine before they kick this. That is slowing it down. That's not what it, the yeah. spirit of it should be. Yeah. It should be you get a catch, you're rewarded for the catch by the defender backing off you and you just tap it over the bar. Almost like from play, 
you know, if you have five seconds, it's as, yeah. as good as being from yeah, play. You don't it's have just a you can't. It's just you can't be tackled. You know, you can't be tackled, and that's yeah. the reward. A bit like the mark in midfield. Yeah, fifteen seconds. 15 I don't seconds, get that. Yeah, and and what it, it also then it, like we would have seen it when it was introduced. A lot of teams didn't pay much attention to it because they knew it wasn't going to be in for the championship. Yeah. Now it is. It's going to change the dimension. You know, are you going to see the the, the big full forward come back into play a lot more? I I'm not sure whether it was needed as much now. I think the game has evolved again. There's not as much emphasis on, on blanket defences. Um, you know, we've we'd had two cracking All Ireland finals this year, yeah. albeit, you know, um Dublin Kerry went hammer and tongs at it. I, I'm not sure it was needed maybe as much as it was four or five years yeah. ago. Um, well not inside the forty five. I'd take it just as that long ball option the odd time in a game yeah. and that, I think there's no harm in bringing that back into the game because yeah, that's it definitely probably does, gone. It probably does force it a little bit to, to and we, we talked about it earlier on it's just you know lumping the ball in there as such um, but I'm, I'm still not sure about it, whether it's it's. I just I just hope it doesn't become very stop start and, and again you yeah. know at 20 you're looking at distance like is it Again, the referee's got to say, is that 15 metres? Is it 19 metres? Is it yeah, 20? Is. Is it, you know, there's yeah. that sort of grey area. And See, again, my initial idea was that if it's kicked outside the 45 and caught inside the 21, yeah. then there's no messing. Yeah. There's two lines yes. on the field to yeah. tell you. Yeah. Now it's open to like the referee having to judge what's 20 well, or whatever the, well, you, the distance you could, is. You could kick it from 46 metres to 45 metres across the field and it's still it's still a mark you know even though you're only a metre or, or to 44 metres or such if yeah, you want yeah, to be yeah, te- yeah. technical and it's still a mark where as you say you two definite lines and it encouraged that long ball into the square where this could be a half back kicking it just inside the 45 and next thing it's over the bar where everybody everybody loves that anyways the, there's a new kick out rule and this went through by 83% um, this is from the 20 metre line this is obviously encouraging more teams to go long um, it's tightening up the area um, for the short one and it's like it, it looks to be and it has to go forward so really for me an eyesore on the game recently has been that almost backwards kick out to a corner back yeah. listen they want to he- put it out to more contests I don't see any drama about this one we'll move on quickly yeah, but I, I don't see anyone giving out about the, this one the only thing it, it also means is the keeper has to travel that bit further out to kick it out which gives Opposition's time to, to, to man up and there's, it gives yeah. them less an opportunity to take that short kick out. You know, it's probably it's probably no harm. Yeah, I don't mind that one. The big the big controversy obviously is the two tier. So this has been passed. Um, you know, and I don't think there's anything wrong with tier two tiers in in intercounty. I have a problem with the way this has probably been done. Um it's a bit of a it's a bit of a weird one. It's it's like it's being pushed through um for no real reason and it's only going it, to there's a good chance it'll only ever be done for one year and there'll be something else the following year because we know that there's a fixture uh, task review and their their um, proposals will be going to Congress in, in 2020 so John Horne was talking after this he says there will be motions in February from the fixture task review but they won't affect this competition this competition was adopted uh, that was adopted will go ahead in 2020 because we were at the three year tri- we're in a three year trial so this is just tweaking it um, tweaking the three year trial so we know that the Super 8s format um, was a three year trial and this is the last year of that now this f- task committee the Fixers Task Review Committee 
has been given a mandate to come up with a new structure for the after that three years for to go on forward. And they have uh, representatives from the CPA, GPA, third levels, the CCCC. All sounds perfect. I just don't understand why they're trying to force this into one year when it might not go that well. It's not brilliantly thought out and it might actually turn good proposals that the fixture task review has spent a year doing that it might actually tarnish this tier two for when they actually do it properly. Do you know what I mean? That's that's one that's one danger. Another side of it, you could just say, look, it's for a year. It's trying it out. It's not the end of the world. Just put it in there. I, yeah, I don't, I'd, I don't I'd know what I'm coming... I had a different opinion in that. Like this thing of for a year, try it out. This is, this is the biggest competition of the, the Gaelic football year. It's your All-Ireland series. It's supposed to be. It's championship football. You know, trying out for one year doesn't wash with me. But it changes very little, Johnny. It actually changes... What does this change? It changes so little. Like... All the teams play in the provincials as yeah, usual. Yeah. The Division 3 and 4 teams generally won't make oh. it in that, right? And then they'll go into the qualifiers. Generally, the Division 3 and 4 counties will be beaten in round 1 or round 2 of the qualifiers. They go out with a whimper and nobody really cares. Now, instead of that, and another thing about the, the people giving out about media coverage. You see, ah, yeah, what, you well, see, I don't get that you see last year Derry played Waterford. I didn't see that on the front page no, of a no, bloody no, paper. And no. they're in the qualifiers. Or Monaghan went to play Leitrim. Yeah. There's nothing in it. No. There's a tiny little corner. It's on with another 16 or 15 qualifier games. Nobody yeah. gives a shit. No, I agree so with why that. Is everybody, so now, now, when they lose in their provincials, instead of going into a, a, a low-profile qualifier that they'll more than likely get beaten in, if, and they might win one or two if they're lucky, now they go into a competition that they could get a run in. Yeah. I don't see the I drama I, about it. Well, I, I, I'm not disagreeing in the two-tier. I, I think there's, there's merit in the two-tier and if you're really, really honest, they're probably a three tier. Um, that part of it doesn't mind. But, but you're sending, so I'm being sent off as part of this task uh, group um, to go and spend God knows how many hours meeting different county boards, meeting administrators in different counties, meeting together, getting proposals, interviewing, surveys. And then just throw this into, yeah. uh, it, it's the timing of it. Yeah. You know, if it makes, and you're right, it's not a huge change. So why make it? Leave the group. Well, John Horan seems to want this as his legacy. That I, he and, got and, this and I don't through. get I that. Every, I don't get that either. Can his legacy not be the fixtures task review? Who'll bring it in, Absolutely. and everybody will know that. You yeah. know, and like you hear that a good bit. You know, the Super Eights was part of his legacy. This, you know, like a legacy could be. Do you know what? I steered the ship through a rocky enough period or, you know, why, why do we have to leave a legacy for the sake of leaving a legacy? And maybe that's not his, in fairness to John Horne, we're pre- maybe presuming that this is, because it's happened under him, we presume he's trying to do this. I'm not saying that. I just think, you know what, you, you're, you're, you're in, enlisting a group to go away and come back with pauses and for the sake of you, why make it? year, yeah. That's, that's well, my, my I view I saw a funny it. tweet from Maliki Clerk and he says, the GA president's legacy, his legacy will be that he wanted a legacy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was an interesting one. But John Horne was talking on this as well and he says we're going to have to work on it. This is about media coverage and people are getting obsessed with media coverage as if under the current structure Division 3 and 4 teams get loads of media yeah. coverage. They don't. They Which, get zero media coverage. And like, I mean, how do they think that 
now they go into a competition where they could make an all in semi-final in Crow Park and they think that's worse than what they get now where they yeah. just get beaten. Yeah. I don't get it. It's always whinging about about everything. I take your point and we all agreement that this is just seems to be pushed in for only one year. It's silly. Yeah. But it's feck all difference. But and if I, anything, it's a good. it has to be a good thing for the weaker counties, now they're in a competition they can win instead of going out in a whimper in a qualifier game. Don't get it. But anyways, I just want to finish off on this. So he says, we've been talking to RT in terms of coverage for it. We hope to have semi-finals and finals in Croke Park to give it that profile. That's great. They're in control of semi-finals and finals. They have no business telling RT what to, what, to, what to cover. Like the Joe McDonough Cup clashes with the Munster final. That's not shown on television. And that was, that's a tier two. RT will not be showing a tier two over a tier one and they're in a five-year contract. They don't have to and they'd be stupid if they did. This is, this is the thing about it. How on earth is, under the current structure, is a tier two supposed to get media coverage? Because the tier one, there's barely enough room in the calendar for it. Everything's squeezed in. The hurling gets in, in June and July, is on every weekend with huge games. There is, unless, the only way to give a tier two media coverage is to restructure the whole year, let the year breathe and have tier one one weekend, tier two the other weekend. On that tier two weekend, the whole national media have no choice but to go and cover yeah. this because it'll be the only show in town. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But if it's, if it's clashing with tier one games, it's not getting it's media coverage. No. But it wouldn't get media coverage now. No. under like If Waterford are playing Derry in a qualifier and Mayo play Armagh, Who's going to be? Who's going to get bigger column inches? Yeah, it's a load of nonsense. I'm, I'm bringing it to Crow Park. I guarantee you, we'll be here this time next year saying Derry and Waterford. Why wasn't that in Clonus? Close crowd, bigger crowd. <laughs> well, unless it's know, before the All Ireland, but, they but, could play that but, instead but, of the minor. But, but probably, yeah. So you're not going to increase, increase. Um, and and the other side of it is, if you want to have meaningful, you know, talks with with whether it's RTE or TG Car or Sky or whoever you want to do it you got to sit around the table and say, well, we're thinking of changing this here now. Yeah. Where do you see this fitting? But they can't. But, see, but, yeah, but, but we got told then, uh, I got a text message about that. Like, come yeah, on. I saw that. That's you know, a, that's, that was weak. That's very weak. That was weak. You and know? RT would be stupid to show a, a tier two game over a tier one game. Yeah. They don't have to. And it's a lesser game. And why would they, why would they do that? You yeah. know, and, I can and see and where I, they're coming from there. I still, and, and I'll take your point, it's a five year thing. I don't get this five year thing. Oh, well, that was stupid. That was complete a complete weight. Like, you'd say, OK, let's see how this works for a year. We'll tie nobody into anything. And because as the GA, you're the ones with the with the, the marketable product here. And I go to Sky, yeah, Sky, you got them games, you know, we felt you could have showed more. And then you want more, we'll negotiate at the end of the year. That's the way I'd be doing it. Yeah, but you see, the thing is, they've done a five-year deal and they don't know what their championship structure is. It's, all, it's yeah. a mess. There's no forward planning. Yeah. But anyway, Ronan Sweeney, we're talking about him here, Moorfield player, um, friend of yours. He was saying, absolutely dreadful decision. Weaker counties will be completely forgotten about. I don't take that point because they're already forgotten about. Yeah. How many Carlo games have you seen recently? How many, uh, how many Waterford games? How many Leitrim games? How many, where do you see these no. games? Are people, do people think that these counties are on television all the time now and now they won't be? Yeah. They're yeah, not. They're not there. To anymore. begin with. Yeah. They, in, under this, they have a chance of being on television if they make an all in semi-final. Yeah. So but I don't see, see why this is a bad thing. I think, like, they won't, they, if they can get to an all in semi-final or final, they have a much better deal than they already had. Yeah. Why would they want to complain about that? Or why are people thinking they're going to be forgotten about when they're already forgotten about? They're already forgotten about. But, they're, a, a, they're an irrelevance to the championship. They go into a qualifier and get beaten. 
but but that's whether you want to blame media for that. You want like you. I looked. I went to look at League Slip and Monastrevan in the intermediate final a couple of weeks ago. Okay, you know you could say a big town in League Slip, lesser town in Monastrevan is not a huge town, but there's still plenty of people around there. It's a small crowd. You know, go to Sarsen over to bigger crowd. Because people look to see the top games, yeah. and that's RTE know that the GA know that, and that's reality. So you know, back to your point being that the weaker teams people don't people if you have a choice to see Dublin and Monaghan yeah. or Carlon I'll, I'll throw Kildare in it for, to, to, because people maybe are saying I'm biased and throw people, people want to see the top teams the playing top teams and, that, that's, and that's the thing and like people complain about no one watching the women's game and that's not that's a lower level again if we're being honest about it and like people won't and, go and, to games that aren't, quali- and, aren't quality and the Division 4 teams are not playing at a hugely high standard not as high as Division 1 so the crowds will reflect that yeah. and the ma- national coverage will reflect that and the column inches will reflect that that's and natural look at, and look at the look at the effort in fairness to the to the ladies both the Hurling or the Camogie and the, they're putting massive effort into trying to promote again. and it is growing but it's a slowly evolving thing yeah. um, they need to I always say they need to Grow, do you need to improve the game first? You can't just force people to go. Like, no. I mean, marketing will only get you so far. The, the game has to be at a very high level skill wise, or people won't want to watch it. And that's, that's the way I look. John Green, the, the Twitter was a no go zone because I'm sick of GEA people crying and whinging about everything. And the, the bigger the drama, the better on Twitter. And the, it's more of an outrage. And what are they doing to our game? And you see all these people tag me in these. But John Green's the uh, editor of the Sunday Independent. And he did a big long thread. And it's like, what is this lad on about? So he says, I go to bed tonight thoroughly disillusioned with the GEA. I hope I'm proved wrong. But I believe the association is on the wrong road. Hurtling towards semi-professionalism and an elite structure which flies in the face of its ethos and core values. <sighs> Clubs will continue to take the lead now from the top. It's okay to exclude. It's okay to differentiate between strong and weak. It's okay to alienate as long as the strong get stronger. Someone needs to tell John Green that tiered structure works brilliantly at club level. They already separate the weak. They're called Junior B. And they're not let within an ass's roar. They have to get promoted four years in a row before they get up near the elite club teams. Elite This tiered elite structure is in club. It works brilliantly. It gives every player in the whole county a chance of winning a county title at their level. People go to junior matches. It means as much to win that junior title because they're used to it. This is just a small change. Now this fella's saying clubs will continue to take their lead now from the top. Clubs have been excluding the weak teams for donkey's years. This is not a big deal. This is a good thing. Tier 2 is a good thing. It's better than hammerings every feckin' year and the weak teams getting over and then the odd Fermanagh getting to a quarter final and getting hammered by Dublin seen as some sort of, you know, success story and now Division 3 and 4. That happens every once in a blue moon. The the reality is 3 and 4 and I'll put this to you. I would take Leash to be relegated out of Division 2 to go into Division 3 and win a Tier 2 All-Ireland this year rather than stay in Division 2 and get feckin' knocked out by Cork in a qualifier down in Turles by feckin' 15 points. Any day of the week. Yeah. Any day of the week I would. It give my Quirk something to build on. The county could have a homecoming. We could have those All-Stars that they're talking about. The team will get a holiday. And is that not a better year for Leash for the supporters and for the players than... 
to be beaten in Leinster and then get beaten in a qualifier and it's like a groundhog year because the reality is most of those Division 3 and 4 counties are having groundhog fecking years. It's one after another after another with the dream of what happened 20 years ago of maybe making a breakthrough and it doesn't bloody happen. Give me relegation Give me a tier two All Ireland, and I'll take your hand off. Yeah, well, I I, I don't disagree with you in, in any form. I, I look I and you look you, you look at it. it it's there's tier there's tiers in the league. There's tiers in clubs. Uh, right the way through underage, it's all tier yeah. football. You know? Why is there such a drama yeah, about this? Yeah, I, I think the drama for me the drama is is the whole workings of it and why we'll throw it in sure could be gone next year. And sure, yeah, and that's a reasoned know, argument. I yeah, understand that. That's that's my big problem. Like. I played the vast majority of my career playing in the senior football in Kildare, right? And towards the latter years, just don't get relegated. That was it. The first year, we won't get relegated, won't get relegated. And eventually we did get relegated. And, you know, you, you, you go to intermediate and as far as we've been there two years now, we got to a quarter final. But every year, the demeanour changes that you're looking at the teams, you look at League Slip, Monstrev in the final, I was coming out thinking, do you know what, if we can get that lad back, we can yeah, get that yeah, lad yeah. back. Now you can win we, something. We can win something. And yeah. I got as much satisfaction at winning at that level than I did at, at senior level because you were competing, you know, you weren't thinking about, oh, well, it's, it's only intermediate. It's the level we're at and, and water finds its own level. Yeah. And, and I, I, I'm not disagreeing in, in, in any way, but I just think, do you know what, we, we're, we're very ad hoc in changing things. And, and let your, leave it for a year if it's going to take this review committee, let them do their work, come back and see, and then let's negotiate. This, we're going to keep this for, for um, whatever. We're going to give it three years to see, to, to let it bed in and work from there. At that, in that point, now we'll do our negotiations with our with our media coverage. Now we'll do it, and we'll at least get um, sort of the best fit. It won't suit everyone, and I do get that, and you'll never get good. But don't come back to me and say, "Oh well, I got a text message from RT saying we might be able to show that." Do you know, like <laughs> that's that just com- that's that just comical. But yeah. they are in the middle of the five years, so yes. like I mean, he's got no say. The only time they'll have say over RT is when all the negotiations start again, and then they can start. Um, maybe dictating to the broadcasters of what they have yeah, to but, do. But we've had a single hill championship for a hundred and what is it, nearly forty years now. If that's if we sit it out for another three years and we do the whole lot together, I'd be I I take enough. that as well. Yeah, me too. Me too. Right, listen, Johnny, that's always time for. Thanks very much for coming in. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday as usual. We'll have a look ahead to. I'm sure there's more county finals and provincial club championship matches next weekend. Talk to you then. Good luck. The GA Hour is sponsored by Paddy Power. Money back as a free bet on any championship match on live TV. If you're losing first goal scorer bet gets a goal. And when I started running, I suppose I didn't stop. And when I got the chance of goal, I said I should go going. So it opened up. We were only the small little fish out there, so we are. And uh, we're trying hard to make it through. But it's hard to get the breaks when you're the smaller fish. Because I love this county so much, you know. And it's just, I'm delighted that the lads, the lads did it for the people of Walford today because, like, I, I'm, har- I'm heartbroken. <laughs> See you later with not a lot of talking about. I said I'd go, but I'm so sure, 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 but I'm so sure,
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 